Sawate to Skippolians. Sawate Omnes, welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman. Sorry about that little toad in my throat there. <clears throat> With that being said, though, uh, we are just going to dive right on into it. And before I go ahead, would love to have your support, um, of which I will link in the show notes below or wherever you get your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, whatever, you know, that's coming out of my mouth right now, because you can find me um, and support me in any way, shape or form. But yeah. With that being said, I won't belabor it. Just supporting me on Ko-Fi, um, my Patreon, Spotify support. I have realized that I'm just going to keep the subscription basis going, but I'm not going to lock any of the episodes or anything like that. I've, ch- I've figured out uh, how I can just keep them open now. So if you want to subscribe to my podcast and still be given this free content, come on, like that would be amazing. You know, I, it is really like, I think it's like two ninety nine a month or something like that. If you decide to do that, I would be ever so appreciative. It's not like I have anybody doing it so far. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead, dive on right on into lesson 19. Rather, we kind of skipped 19 and went to 20 and I called 1920 and then now we're calling 2019 so it's kind of a little bit of a vice versa here i meant to do actually perfect passive verbs before for declension but got a little tripped up there so we're going to go back we're going to talk about perfect passive verbs and before we actually dive on into it we're going to talk about two important rules to remember here which are the fourth principal parts of the verb that is the perfect passive participial form represents past action and is translating as having been essentially whatevered. So for example, it would be having been praised, having been loved, having been seen. Secondly, though, the perfect passive participial form plus a form of the verb to be is the formula for creating a perfect passive finite verb. Remember, I like formulas. They make sense. I like things that make sense. So let's get on into it. Compared to the present passive, the perfect passive is remarkably straightforward, in my opinion. I really enjoy it. I think it makes sense. And I think it's quite a bit of a formula that you just got to remember and then apply thereafter. And it will never, it will never be wrong. It involves only two verb elements. You got the fourth principal part of the verb plus a form of essay. Again, essay Holmes. What up, essay? Just kidding. No, essay in this case refers to the infinitive form of sum, which is to be. The fourth principal part, which finally comes into play after all the chapters you've been reading alongside, hopefully, and or memorizing with me, because it actually is the perfect passive participle, aka perfect, meaning that the action has been already completed in the past, done perfectly. It's not imperfect. It didn't just happen in the past and is ongoing into the present. It is perfect. It was done. It happened. I did it, and it is completed. And passive meaning it imports a sense of the passive voice. When it stands alone, it translates as having been whatever the verb is, a.k.a. loved, like I said before. So, for instance, having been loved, having been 
bought after for. I don't know. The other component of the perfect passive is a form of the verb to be, like I said. If that form is a finite verb like sumer s, it makes the, ver the perfect passive form of a finite verb form. Thus, the form of the verb to be imports the person and number. If it's sum, it's first person singular. If it's s, aka es, it's second person singular, and so on and so forth. And then if we get into the imperfect, if it's a rom, it's first person singular imperfect. So you can have imperfect passive participial phrases. Eh, eh, yeah. Also, to a certain extent, it imports a tense, like I said. Because by changing the tense of the verb to be, you can change the tense of the passive verb form within the perfect passive system. That is, make it perfect, you can make it blue perfect, you can make it future perfect, you can make it all types of tenses according to which tense of sum you use. Therefore, forming a perfect passive verb is quite simple. See, you take this, aka my formula, number one, perfect passive participle, and then two, you add a form of the verb to be, sum s est. Sumus est sunt. I am, you are, he, she, it is, we are, y'all are, they are. That's it rendered from singular to plural, first person all the way to third person. Because of this, every perfect passive verb will always consist of two separate words. And there's that. Let's do an example here real quickly to get a better idea. How about we take the fourth principal part of the verb amoamare, Amare, amo, amare, amawi, amatus. This is how it would appear if you were to look it up in the dictionary. Now let's add a form of the verb to be. How about sum? And to da, you have a perfect passive form of love. Amatus sum, which translates literally as I have been loved. As for the perfect passive participle, there are two elements to note when looking at its construction. First of all, it's tense value, because the participle represents an action that has occurred in the past. It translates having been whatever. In this case, amatus would be having been loved. So when a perfect passive participle like amatus is added to the perfect tense, I'm sorry, the present tense of the verb to be sum, it literally means sum, I am, amatus, having been loved. One plus two. In other words, I exist right now, sum, in a state in which I was once the object of someone's affection, amatus. Thinking about language a little bit more critically, think about that again. I am having been loved. This is where Latin puts the present tense rather now. This is where Latin puts past tense values in the participle having been loved. So English puts the same past value in the form of the verb to be. I have been. Thus, I am having been loved is the grammatical equivalent of I have been loved. Okay, now the second thing worth noting about the perfect passive participle. It's parts of speech. 
Essentially, it's an adjective. A verbal adjective, technically, in terms of its components, it's a verb base to which they have been added adjectival endings. But since participles function the way adjectives do, we'll talk about them more kind of in a, a later lesson. So don't I don't want to throw too much at you all at once. Principally, they modify nouns. When the perfect passive participle is being used to form a perfect passive verb, it always modifies the subject. So if the subject is nominative, so must the per perfect passive participle form be. So basically, it's a predicate adjective. Therefore, perfect passive participles must agree in number and gender with the subject. So say the subject is masculine singular then the perfect passive participle must also be masculine singular. In the case of the verb amo, it would be amatus sum es est, meaning I, masculine, having or have been loved, rather. You, masculine, have been loved. He has been loved, and so on and so forth. But changing the subject of, to feminine means the participle must change its form also rendering it from amatus to amata sum es est, meaning I, feminine, have been loved. You, feminine, have been loved. She has been loved. If the subject is neuter, then the, that form would be amatum est. It has been loved. And finally, if the subject is plural, then the perfect passive participle must also be plural, rendering masculine forms like amati sumus Amati estis and amati sunt. Fem feminine forms like amati sumus, amati estis, and amati sunt. And in the neuter, amata sumus, amata estis, and amata sunt. For example, or rather, let's do an example of the Latin verb amo conjugated in the perfect passive forms. Amatus a um sum. I have been loved. Amatus est, you have been loved. Amatus est, he has been loved. Or amatus, amata, amatum, est, he, she, it has been loved. Amati, amatai, or amatai, sumus, we have been loved. Amati, amatai, amata, estis, y'all have been loved. Amati, amatai, amata, sunt, they have been loved. Note, Remember to use us, a, um in the singular in accordance with the gender of the subject or in the plural, e, aka an i, a, e, pronounced i, or a, pronounced a, in the plural, like I said just now. The closest translation in English to the Latin perfect passive is either has slash have been or was slash were which is also kind of a viable translation, but I would resort to the former before the latter in the, this translation in this case. The pluperfect passive functions much the same way as the perfect passive does, but instead of sum, it uses the imperfect of the verb to be, which is aram, like I mentioned prior towards the beginning of this episode. These two Latin verb forms together mean literally, I was having been loved. Whoa. That is, though, I once existed in a state at some point in the past, Aram, 
of already by that time having been the object of someone's affection, Amatus. I know. But it's important that we understand that this can also be, this is probably how you've spoken and you've just never thought about it, all right? So we're just thinking about the words in which we utilize and how we can render better, you know, essay writing out of this. The better that you can understand your English speaking, the better you can manipulate your writing, turn it into active, turn it into passive, turn it into pluperfect. What the heck is pluperfect? It really just means more perfect than a perfect action. So it's it's more perfect past than perfect past, which is crazy. That's like perfectception. So whatever. So in this case, if I did the Aram Amatus or whatever, Amatus A Um Aram, it's just this very convoluted, convoluted way of saying I had been loved. All right. So there we go. We distilled it from I was having been loved. And in this case, it would be more rendered as I had been loved. So let's look at it rendered in the Im, or the pluperfect, and then we'll do the future perfect and be done. Amatus a um. In this case, I'm just going to stick to the masculine in this case. So it's going to be amatus in the singular and then amati in the plural. But know that you can still use the feminine or the neuter forms in order and in accordance to the subject that you're trying to convey its gender. Amatus Aram, I had been loved. Amatus Aras, you had been loved. Amatus Arat, he had been loved. But if I were to do all genders, he, she, it had been loved. Amati Aramus, we had been loved. Amati Aratis, y'all had been loved. Amati Arant, they had been loved. And finally, that future perfect that I mentioned just a second ago, which is, which is constructed rather, um, of the perfect passive participle plus the future tense forms of the verb to be producing the equivalent in the English of will, future, plus have, perfect, plus been, passive, a.k.a. will have been. Here, the perfect passive participle brings to light the future perfect, which describes an event which kind of takes place between the present and the future. If we were to use a mo as an example again, the Latin future perfect literally means I will, uh, let's see, how, how can I, okay, this would work. I will one day be in a state, which is a row, where by that point in time, I have already been the object of someone's affection, aka a matus. In other words, I will have been loved. Oh, so it's either I, I, have, lo I have been loved, I had been loved. Or I will, excuse me, with a burp, sorry, ooh, gross, I will have been loved. So let's go ahead and do this with the future of the verb to be a row, a race, a writ. And let's add those perfect passive participial forms in order to render it and finish up our perfect passive system in this case and be done and kiss a goodbye. Again, well, this case, let's give some love to the feminine. In this case, we're going to do amata in the singular and then amatai in the plural. Amata aro, I will have been loved. Amata eris, you will have been loved. Amata erit, she will have been loved. But in all cases with all of the genders, it could be amatus, amata, amatum, erit, he, she, it will have been loved. Amata. 
Tai Eremus, we have been we will have been loved, rather, I'm sorry. Amatai Eretis, y'all will have been loved. Amatai Erunt, they will they will have been loved. Now, that's about it. But don't don't you remember that with passive verb forms, we always expect not a direct object, but an agent. So when translating verbs, you should always think ahead as to what the verb expects. And in this case, with all passive verbs, what do they expect, y'all? Like I just said before, agents. And with that being said, and not the double agent, and not a James Bond, and no, I'm not Sean Connery, even though I sometimes break into Sean Connery at certain points because I talk like this. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm coming back to let you all know that I appreciate you so very much. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Tempus has to scatter it.